Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God and has called all believers to a higher standard of Christian living. If you'd like to learn and grow while understanding biblical teaching, then you're in the right place. Here is our shepherd, Pastor R.L. White Sr. Sunday, and God is just so kind. Amen and amen. Get your Bibles, I'm just giving you time, get your notepads out. Amen. Pastor White encourages everyone, when you come to Emmanuel Church, bring your Bible with you. Amen. To all of my young people, Pastor wants to see your notes after church today. Mother Carter, blessings to you. In Jesus' name. We're in the gospel according to John, chapter 17. We've been preaching on the sermon series, Connected. For the next several weeks, please write this down. We're going to be dissecting what the word unity means according to the Bible. Please write down the word unity. That's what we're going to be dealing with the next few Sundays, unity. Every person on the planet has the power to choose to believe in God and to accept Christ as Savior. And to everyone in the sanctuary, everyone listening, everyone watching this broadcast, God has a word designed just for you today. And if you look at God's word, if you tune out and really try to pay attention, you're going to hear God speak to you in a mighty way. Say amen. We are influencers for the kingdom of God. And the question that's still asked today is, has anyone noticed anything different about you? There should be something different about you. There is no way unless, oh, I guess I could say that, you got a ticket to Hades. There's no way you can come to church every Sunday and practice what God says in his word and you remain the same. Someone should be noticing something different about you. Your attitude should be different. Amen. When people are angry, you ought to bring in peace. Say amen. Amen. Pastor White, don't talk. Please don't call pastor and say, Pastor, somebody told you what happened in my house. I don't know it unless you call me and tell me. People call me sometimes, Pastor, how did you know we were arguing last night? I didn't know until you told me. God wants to bring in unity. Unity is possible when we try to influence others for good and not for evil. If we're going to be influencers, God has called us to do what? Witness, witness, and witness. And we know this here at Emmanuel Church. God doesn't want to use us. He wants to do what? He wants to work through us. And he can work through us today, listen to pastor, through our encounters. 
Now, please look at me for a minute because I want you to break this down. Your encounters may not be face-to-face. You may have an encounter when somebody DMs you. You may have an encounter when you text somebody back. But whatever encounter you're having every day, it is not by chance. Say amen. We know that 2,000 years ago, the world rejected Jesus. And it's very clear to see today, 2,000 years later, the world has still rejected Jesus. Romans, write it down and go back and read it again, 12 and 2. said, do not be conformed to the customs of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Only God can renew your mind. In today's lesson, we're going to be taking a look at chapter 17, verse 21, that contains significant theological implications, and it continues with the departure of Jesus and his high priestly prayer. When you are connected to the vine, look at your neighbor and say, I'm connected to the vine. That's very important. Say, I am connected to the vine. When you are connected to the vine, there is a new level of self-control. Self-control helps you not fly off the handle when everything doesn't go your way. Do pastor a favor. Look at your neighbor. Say, pastor's talking to you. Because I know most of y'all don't ever fly off the handle. When you have self-control, it should be evident. Amen. You don't have to have road rage. Yes, I do, because they tailgate me. No, you don't. You have self. Ooh, y'all quiet? I better make it personal. I have self. The death of our Savior, his burial, his resurrection that took place 2,000 years ago, we're blessed to see the effects of it today because we're living in the church age. And I have to say this every week, not only are we living in the church age, but one day the church age is going to be winding up. In last week's lesson, it was a blessing to see through new lenses how Jesus prayed for the church 2,000 years ago while he was here on earth. And some people like to argue and say, Pastor, you know, he prayed for me 2,000 years ago. I'm living off the, let me stop right here. I'm living off the prayers of my ancestors. No, you're not. Your ancestors died. They didn't get up three days later. I'll wait for you. But you can tell someone, I'm living off the prayer that my Savior prayed for me over 2,000 years ago. Look at that. Some of y'all are going to miss it. And the prayer that Jesus prayed, I'm trying to be calm, 2,000 years ago, the one prayer 
that he prayed 2,000 years ago. The one singular prayer is enough to carry me my entire life. Don't tell me what my Savior can do. Some of y'all think Jesus is praying for you over and over and over because the church is not taught that correctly. That's not true. Past tense, Jesus has already. Why are you not shouting? Lord, I need healing. Jesus is already. Lord, get my children. Shake them, Lord. Shake. Jesus has already. Some of y'all still missing it. Lord, I need a financial breakthrough. What, 2,000 years ago, Jesus, come on, church. Lord, I need a new house. He's already prayed for you. Lord, I need a better job. He's already. Lord, I need you to turn it around. He's already. Come on, give him praise in the house. I'm going to stay right here. Give him praise. See, the church needs to start explaining what the word truly means. When the Bible says Jesus is interceding for us, he's not sitting next to the Father. Oh, holy, holy. He's not doing that, but he's saying, Father, I've already prayed about that. They're going to be okay. I'm a faith walker. I believe what the Lord told me the first time. I don't have to ask him 10 times. God is not like man who can lie. If God said it, if God said it, I believe it. Hey! Look at your neighbor. Tell three people, he already prayed for me. I said he's already. Why you think I'm protected? Now y'all don't hear me. Why you think I'm protected? Because he prayed for me. Why you think the devil couldn't take you out? Because Jesus, some of y'all still missing it, already. Why you think COVID didn't take you out? Jesus, Jesus, let, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He already prayed for us 2,000 years ago while he was literally walking the earth. That's not a fantasy. It's not make-believe. Jesus was born. He walked the earth 2,000 years ago. In the Old and in the New Testament, we found out that God knew us before the foundation of the world. Put your hand on yourself. Yeah. Say, I am special to God. Stop listening what the devil says. I am special. 
See, some of you need to understand this, man, and let this resonate inside of your spirit. Not only am I special to God, but he is my heavenly father. The father wants nothing but good for me. The father wants deliverance. He wants healing. He wants protection. He wants his anointing for me. See, some of y'all just know him as God. You haven't experienced him as father. When you know him as father, he'll comfort you on the inside. I've, I've, I've learned, remember last, I've learned to talk to my father. I've learned how to talk to Jesus. I've learned how to talk to the Holy Spirit. And I've learned to receive and stop trying to figure it out. God knew us before the foundation of the world. And we learn how Jesus is our mediator. Jesus is the one that brings the old covenant and the new covenant. Jesus brings them together and seals us. Say amen. The more you understand the Bible, the more your life will begin to change. I'm going to say it again. Listen to pastor. The more you understand the Bible, the more your life will begin to change. The Bible is literally the inspired word of God. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't go wrong with the Bible. You, you can't. Uh, uh, can, can I go there? I, can I, no, some of y'all quiet. Can I go there? I, I know a while back it was real popular to read the, the, the uh, earth, the worldly book, 20 Shades. Oh, what's pastor talking about? I hope you don't have the book in your house. Harry Potter. They saying Harry Potter is flying off the shelves for Halloween. You better stop reading all this stuff. You better crack. You wonder why you having nightmares. You better op crack open your Bible and let some blessings flow in your house. Let some life Come into your house. Let his anointing flow. We studied how we are included. Say, I am included. Thank you, brother. Say, I am included. We are included in every promise in the Bible. We are included in God's plan for redemption. And one thing we know here at Emmanuel Church, our God always has a what? I didn't hear you. God always has a plan. The next few weeks, please write this down. We're going to be focusing on verses 21 through 23 that deals solely on unity. The word unity means, please write this down, a state of being united or joined as whole. 
a state of being united or joined as whole. The word unity comes from the word unite. Unas, which means one. So we know, and we're going to find this out the next few weeks, that when we see the word unity, God wants us to be one. Say amen. Today's scripture, we're going to be looking at what Jesus actually requested. There's nothing wrong with making a request to our Heavenly Father. Say amen. Gospel of John, chapter 17. Please find verse 21. Pastor's reading from the Amplified Bible. Jesus continues his high priestly prayer as he continues praying for the church and he says Father that they all may be one just as you Father are in me underline that I in you that they also may be one there it is again they may be one, that the church may be one, that the believer may be one in us. Why? Look at the end of this verse. So that the world, those who are not saved, those that don't believe, those that have no reverence or respect or honor for God so that they may believe and be convinced that you have sent me. When people tell you that God doesn't love you, that's a lie from the pit of hell. God loves you. He cares about you. And everyone has the same opportunity to repent and turn from your evil ways. Jesus, look at your Bible, on this faithful night is making a request to his father that would be binding until he returns again. He said, Father, that some of them, look at your Bible, may be one. Does your Bible say that? He says, Father, that they all, I just told you last week, you're included. I just told you today, you're included, that they all may be one. And in studying this lesson, Jesus repeats this multiple times throughout the Gospels that he wanted the disciples to be one, that he wanted his church to be one, to have unity. Not unity in the world, uh-oh, but unity within the church. Say amen. But pastor, I want to hook up with this group. I want to get in that group. I want to get in the skating group. And I'm going to get in the book club. And I'm going to get in the bowling club and the hockey club and the football pole and the baseball club and the knitting club and the blackjack club. God didn't tell you to get involved in all these clubs. You did. What God said was, he said, come to church and 
get together and fellowship together so I can show you what you can accomplish when there is unity. Now, don't get mad at the person next to you, but tell whoever's next to you, tell them, say, you can't do this on your own. Yeah, I can figure it out on my own. Why are you going to keep struggling? Why are you going to keep going up and down on the roller coaster when God has already placed good people? That's what I see here. I see good people. I see saints. I see believers who are striving, who are trying to live according to God's word because if you were not, you wouldn't be in God's house today. Stop letting the devil trick you and you believe it. Oh, I'm just hardly getting by. No, God has blessed you. God has kept you. Some of you are doing better than anybody in your family. Now is the time. Give God praise for what he's already done for you. I wonder who the most blessed person in this building is. I wonder who can say, I know I'm blessed. I'm not blessed because of what somebody said to me. I'm blessed because the word said I am blessed. I'm divinely chosen. I've been chosen by the creator. Come on, give God praise. Now, you, you got to say it. Point at three people say, I know I'm blessed. Tell them, say, I know I'm blessed. Pa, I, I know. I've been called. I've been chosen. I've been sanctified. Sanctified means what? You're not supposed to go through everything everybody else goes through because you stop saying, oh, I'm supposed to go through this. No, you've been. You gotta make it part of your daily conversation. Lord, I thank you. I know there's people out there struggling. I know people are having uh, mental issues, physical issues, emotional issues. But thank you, Lord, I don't have to have those same kind of issues because I've been. Why don't you praise him? He's already done it for you. You just, you just got to believe it. Uh-oh. Pastor, I got four people in my family died of cancer. I'm not dying of cancer. Sit there if you want to. I'm not dying of heart, high blood pressure. I'm not dying. He had a heart attack. No, I didn't. I've been set. See. Please hear me. I'm not trying to disrespect nobody, but please listen to what I'm getting ready to say to you. You have more knowledge of God than someone that was here last year. We have been set apart. I don't have to deal with certain issues because I... I know who I am. 
I know who I am. I know whose I am. Hey! The Lord wants to know if you've been set apart, are you going to live for him? Somebody said, Lord, I want to worship you. Oh, I want to worship you on Sunday. No, worship him every day. Learn this lesson. Worshiping God and praising God is not a feeling. It's not a feeling. God gave you emotions, but we are not to be led by our emotions. We are to be led by our spirits. When you've been set apart, when you've been set apart, you have a new level of self-control because of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. When you have self-control, you don't have to freak out. You don't have to have a panic attack. You don't have to have an anxiety attack because you've been set. Everybody I know got money issues. Well, honey, you don't have to have money issues when you... Tell somebody I'm getting off the sidelines. Come on, say it. I'm getting off the sidelines. You've been set apart. God has called the church to get off the sidelines. He doesn't just want us to be part-time Christians. He's looking for some full-time Christians. Say amen. He has set us apart for his glory. Listen to pastor. Stop writing because you need to hear this. Some of the things you've been dealing with is not to punish you. It's so God can show you his glory. It's so God can do something that you absolutely could not do for yourself. And when God, not if, when he gets you out, who you going to give praise to? Who you going to give glory to? He has set me apart. How many people can say, I'm not who I used to be? I mean, for real, can you, can you realize, I'm not who I used to be? Hallelujah. I've been set. Uh-oh, Jamita, I can't go back to living how I used to live. Come on, church. I can't go back to speaking like I used to speak. Come on, church. I can't go back to gossiping, lying, backbiting stabbing somebody I can't go back to that God has been good to me Jesus prays in this 21st verse he prays for unity for all believers that's everyone in this building all believers he prayed for unity with, for all believers. I'm going somewhere. When you have accepted Christ as Savior, rest assured that truly your prayers have already been heard. Here in this verse, Jesus is emphasizing the importance of unity within the body. 
this unity is not just a mere organization, but we are a group of blood-bought, born-again believers who have been blessed with spiritual knowledge. Ooh, I said a lot about you. I said you've been blessed with spiritual knowledge to know who Jesus really is and the reason you don't have to panic, Mother Strickland, because you know who Jesus We're not just an organization. We're a spiritual group of believers. We acknowledge God the Father. We acknowledge Christ the Son. And we acknowledge the Holy Spirit. When we show unity in the body of Christ, we're showing the true nature and the true power of the gospel. Unity, please write this down, brings power. Division brings weakness. Unity brings power. Division brings what? We are all one in Christ. The fact that Satan and his demons for years has successfully set members of the body of Christ against each other, to fight each other, that's truly sad to see. Whenever you see another believer fighting someone, and I hope you're not physically fighting, because some of y'all are way too old for that, <laughs> including myself. <laughs> when you see someone talking ill about someone, you are out of God's will. When you know better, God expects you to do better. And some people say, well, Pastor White, you don't know. It was just a little lie. A lie is a lie. Well, Pastor White, you don't know. It's just barbershop gossip. Gossip is gossip. And I want to let you know this because some of you forget this. At the beauty shop, oh, you know where I'm going. If you still go to the beauty shop, if you want to know what's going on in town, visit the beauty shop. But if you really want to know what's going down, see, some of y'all don't know this, I dare you to go to a men's barber shop. Some men gossip, okay, and silence is just striking the room. This is amazing. It is never appropriate to put down another believer. It's just not. And now that you know better, try to do a little better. If you know someone struggling, having a challenging time, don't just talk about them. Why don't you go to them and say, hey, how can I help you? How can I extend your love or show you love or do something to help out you and your family? Instead of saying, wow, I can't believe he's dressing like that. I can't believe he's living like that. If God has blessed you, be a blessing to someone else. Christ, he is our common denominator. We all come from different backgrounds. We all live in different areas of the metroplex. But we all come together because Christ is our common 
denominator. That's why you tuned into this broadcast. That's why you're going to listen to this message over and over because I don't know about you, but I just can't get enough of Jesus. I, I, I don't just need Jesus on Sunday. I can't speak for you. I need him every day. Whenever you're causing your brother or sister to stumble or if you cause your brother and sister to fall, please repent. The Bible teaches us very vividly that there is a day of accountability. It is coming. And God is going to ask you when you stand before him why you didn't do this and why you didn't do that. And God's also going to say to you when you say, Lord, I asked you, and you didn't answer me. God said, I answered you, but you was on your phone. God said, I answered you, but you was too busy for me. God said, I answered, I was going to answer you, but you stayed at home and, and got some more Z's. God is always speaking, and he wants to answer you. Jesus said, Father, I'm requesting this. I'm requesting that you make them one and the only way to be, have oneness and unity and that is through fellowship. And the only one who can bring in fellowship, the only one is the Holy Spirit. He is the one that just puts it all together for us. Isn't God good? Jesus was telling these men, he told them multiple times, Deacon Williams, he said, I know you're upset. I know you're dealing with real life. He says, but don't concern yourself too much because I'm not going to leave you by yourself. He says, I'm sending someone. See, I told you, Jesus could only be in one place at one time, but the Holy Spirit, he's already in my house. Is, is he in your house? No, is he in this house? He's already there, and we're thankful today that he is. The Holy Spirit is here to remind us that if we stumble and fall, to get up, get up and try again. Don't stay there and have a pity party with, I messed up, I messed up. You know you messed up. Thank God for his forgiveness. Thank God that he's the God of another chance and not the God of a second chance. God is watching and God is keeping a record. But also remember this, please, church, that the world is also watching you. And when we are unkind to people, when we are argumentative with people, when we are angry and defensive dealing with others, the world is watching you. Life is too precious for you to waste your time angry and in knots. And all of us know people that go from one to a hundred flying off the handle. That shows you have no self-control. But I dare you to repent. Ask the Holy Spirit, 
give me calmness inside. Don't let me get all angry and flustered when I see that person or when I hear this word. Stop allowing demons to trigger you. When we want to be in the right position, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to have his way. I'm no longer, I told you, I'm no longer trying to figure things out. God's already figured it out. And if you want to be a maturing Christian, then start displaying characteristics that Jesus talked about. Say amen. Look at that verse 21. When we show unity, when we show oneness, we are showing the world that we believe in God and that we believe in Jesus as our Savior. The Lord God told us in this season, this is a battle. This is a war that we do not have to fight. And since the Lord said we don't have to fight, it doesn't mean you can fight with one another. Some people just want to be bringing in discord. Some people want to be in knots all the time. Some people enjoy pressing your buttons. Some people enjoy stirring the pot. Some people enjoy setting little fires. And they don't even realize the reason they're doing all this negative stuff is because they're being used by demons. If you know I'm telling the truth, say amen. Look at your Bible, what Jesus actually prayed. He prayed to his Father. Remember, he was praying with his eyes open to his Father. He said that they all may be one. Whatever disagreements you may have with someone, learn how to get past it. It's God's desire that all of us are one. If you are a believer, if you are connected to the vine, if you are connected to the kingdom of God, there should be evidence in your life. And the evidence should not only be visible on Sunday. Say amen. A few days ago, we've had this issue at our church. Deacon Slaughter knows about this. Brother Randy knows about this. A few days ago, there's a car group that comes by the church. Brother Delbert knows about it. And they sell cars. And they pull up in front of the church building. And they back up on our curb. And they take pictures of their cars and their vans. And we have people contact us all the time asking, are y'all selling cars? Are you selling trucks? Are you selling vans? Because they're taking the picture in front of the church. We've asked them multiple times, haven't we, Deacon? Please, you're ruining our parking lot. Plus, people are calling, asking, are we selling cars? We don't sell anything here at Emmanuel. We don't sell no chicken. We don't sell spices. We don't sell anything. If anything, we're giving stuff out. And I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, Holy Spirit, we've asked them multiple times, please stop bringing all these vehicles, pull them up on our, park, on, on our sidewalk 
please stop doing this. We've asked them, and they continue to do it. And the Holy Spirit said to me, so you've asked me for months why they keep doing this, and today I'm going to tell you. So they pulled up, uh, when, where's Brother Randy at? Wednesday. And your pastor's a little dude, man, but I'm big in spirit. <laughs> These two big old dudes out front, and I walked down, I said, you brothers need to move your car. Please stop pulling your car up here. This is our first time. I said, stop lying. We don't have all these black tracks up here because this is your first time. <laughs> this is our first time. I said, please move your cars. So they finally moved their cars. And the Lord said, do you know why they're doing it? I said, no, Lord, I can't figure out why other than trying to sell it. He says, because they're trying to be associated with my church. They want people to think when they go online and look at these cars that they're associated, I'm going somewhere, with the church. Some people come to church on Sunday and live like criminals all week long because they want people to think they're associated. But God is pulling back the cover where it's not hard to see who's really walking with God and who's jiving. When you really have God inside of you, there is a difference. Your personality's not the same. Amen. You learn how to treat people with kindness. Ooh. You learn how to smile even when you don't feel like it because you know how good God is and you don't have time to be hating on anybody. They were doing this because they wanted to be associated. They wanted to be connected to God. That's what people do. They want to be connected. But if you want to have a true connection with God, all you have to do is repent. And man, I think it's sad sometimes when people tell me, Pastor White, Pastor White, I don't hear from God very often. You can't hear from God when you have him way down here. Make room for God. He wants to have a relationship with you. That's why he sent his son. He sent his son so he could have a relationship with us now and forever in eternity. We're at in the Father's house. Say amen. Being a part-time Christian doesn't work. There is no division between the Father and and the son look at your bible look at what jesus said just as you are in me and i am please underline it in you that shows oneness that shows unity what god wants for your life jesus wants for your life what jesus wants for your life the Holy Spirit wants for your life. And with all three of them working to bring forth good for your life, that is amazing. Don't you know who you are? That God the Father, Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all orchestrating things for my good? I have the greatest force in the universe working for my good? How can you sit there? How can you live and worry when they're working for my good? Come on and give him praise. 
as believers, we are united together to bring forth truth. And the truth is God sent his son to redeem mankind back to his kingdom. And as believers, we are united in a common belief. We know the truth is Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Say amen. This is real. This is true. Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus said he is the only way to the Father's house. There are not many ways to get to heaven. Don't let all this new age stuff come in and fool you thinking there's many pathways to heaven. There is not. I'm not hating on any other religion. Do what you need to do. But I'm telling you what the true and the living God says. That Jesus is the only way to the Father. Anybody know this is true? Let me hear you holler amen. Jesus is praying that we be incorporated into one body. Not two bodies, not three or four, one body. So when the enemy brings up something negative about somebody else, you can process it. You don't have to speak it. You don't have to say everything on your mind. Process it. Ask the Holy Spirit, will that hurt someone? Am I being passive-aggressive? Oh, some of y'all quiet. A am I digging up one ditch and I need to be digging two? <sighs> Jesus said, Father, that all, look at it, may be one. 2,000 years ago until today, God doesn't see different bodies every decade, different bodies every hundred years. God sees one body of believers. Isn't that wonderful? We're united from saints who died 2,000 years ago. We're one body with one common denominator, and that common denominator is Jesus. He is the glue that keeps everything together. 2,000 years, our Savior's been gone and the church has been strong. 1,000 years ago, 500 years ago, 100 years ago, God only sees one body. And I told you last week, when a person looks at you, do they see you or do they see that God is living in you? The Bible says that we are to let our light shine, that others don't see us, uh-oh, but that others see that God is living and dwelling in us by how we act. Now put your paper and pen down, get your Bible out, tap two people, tell them, say, we have to do better. Tap them with your Bible, say, we have to do better. We have believers all over the world. We have believers on every continent. We have believers in every country, every state. Witnessing for Jesus Christ should be our ultimate goal. 
And we know this, Brother Marvin. We don't just witness it with our words. We witness through our actions. And this verse actually shows us a glimpse of what was on our Savior's heart. Jesus could have been praying even longer for himself, but he's praying for the church. And look at his prayer for the church, Sister Slaughter. He's praying that we all would be one in unity and in love. Here he's praying out loud in front of his disciples, and he's not ashamed to talk to his Heavenly Father. And I challenge you each week, when you go home, in your car, in your apartment, wherever you may dwell at, pray out loud. Watch the difference that might happen in your house if you pray out loud. Demons, demonic forces, principalities of evil, Mother Terrell, they cannot stay if you say the name of Jesus, power in the name. Jesus, unity in the name. Jesus, deliverance in the name. Jesus, hope is in his name. Jesus. God is not fighting Jesus. Jesus is not fighting God. The Holy Spirit is not disrespecting either one of them. So why do we think it's okay to fight one another? We have to do better. We have been called to be a body that's unified. Unity comes when we fellowship together. Please write that down. Unity comes when we fellowship together. And I'm not talking about just eating a, 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 a slab of ribs together. That's just eating. Fellowshipping and testifying when you can come to church and tell someone what God has done for you. When you can share how he's healed you or share how he's made a way for you, that brings unity. God wants to draw in everyone who has gone astray because he wants unity in your house. Jesus takes the time in the text and prays for the saints. He's already prayed that there be unity in your house. So if you've been arguing in your home or cursing or swearing or living all kind of ways, repent because Jesus has already prayed for you to receive unity. Jesus mentions this. For three and a half years, he prays to his father. Father, you and I are one. Jesus said, I am in the Father. The Father's within me. And when you accept me as Savior, you become part of the body. There are one, there is one way to get to heaven. There's only one. I got to pause here. Pastor, I believe in God. That's nice. You should believe in God. 
Jesus said, believe in God. But, I love this church. He said, also what? Believe in me. Can you say out loud, I believe in Jesus. Come on, say it again. I believe in Jesus. If you believe in Jesus, act like you believe in him. Don't look just like the world looks. We walk by what and not by what? I believe in Jesus. Come on, give God praise. There is unity in the Godhead. It is not only Jesus' desire for you to be healed, it's also God's desire. Look at it. He said, Father, just as you are in me, Jesus wants this to be known, and I am in you, that they also may be one in us. He wants to be one with you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He's here to bring oneness. Uh-oh. He's here to bring wholeness. You want to go a little deeper? He's here to bring completeness. We can't put the puzzle pieces together by ourselves. We need the designer. We need the one that made it in the first place. He knows where every piece in your life needs to be. He knows when to do it. He knows how to do it. He knows nobody can stop him. When the Lord gets ready to move, he knows how to move. Come on, give him praise in the house. Most of all, our relationship with the kingdom of God is a holy union. It is complete. The Father and the Son have the exact same attributes. They have the exact same properties. They have the exact same perfections. And since we are united with the kingdom of God, we are now part of a holy union. People need to be careful. Drop, drop your pen and raise your hands. People need to be careful how they treat you. You are not representing yourself, but some of us are trying to represent the Lord God Almighty. And people need to be careful what they say about you, how they plot against a child of the Most High God. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus is my mediator and he's already prayed for me. Put your hands together in the house. Pastor has one more thing he wants to give you. Look at the end of verse 21. Jesus says, so that the world may believe. So that the world, Jesus is saying this on the last Friday night of his life, that the world may be convinced that you have sent me. Why did God send Jesus? 
to redeem us from our sins. You couldn't chop up enough bulls, goats, lambs. You couldn't. Their, their blood sacrifice was no longer acceptable. The Bible says that Jesus is the only way to the Father. He's called the Lamb of God. John the Baptist even said, Behold, that's the Lamb. He comes to take away the sins of the world. 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to take away your sins and my sins. Everyone that's lived he came so we could be united back to heaven. God is not satisfied. The sin debt had to be paid. And the only way for it to be paid was God so loved the world. God sent his prophets. God sent his prophets. They didn't want to listen to them. God even sent somebody that we call crazy. John the Baptist, they didn't want to listen to him. God said, I'm going to even send you my son. But don't you know, people in the world didn't want to listen. God loved the world. And he wants unity in his church. Why does he want unity in his church? Because we know that things are accelerating. And we need to have unity within the church. Say, I am the church. And you need to have unity within your spirit. You don't need to be fighting and debating within yourself. Will God do this for me? Your answer ought to automatically be yes. God will watch over me. Yes. Stop debating it. God will take care of my family. Yes, God will see about my finances. Yes, God will deliver me from whatever I may be facing. Stop the debate. Tell your spirit to calm down. There is unity within the body. Please stand to your feet. When we are in, in alignment with God, Lift your hands. We will complete the mission. The Father gave the Son a mission. The Son gave his 11 disciples a mission. And Jesus Christ has given you and I a mission today. It is our responsibility as maturing Christians to tell others about God's redemptive work. It is not too late to be part of the church. Stop and take time to repent. What do you mean repent, Pastor? Just simply say, Lord, I repent of my sins. If you've backslidden, say, Lord, I'm sorry. I haven't been living right. God bless you for listening to this message. It is our prayer that you receive it in Jesus' name. Emmanuel Church is building, changing, and inspiring lives through the power of Jesus Christ.